Someone once came over to me and asked me what's it like to be a yeah. Hi, I'm Noam. I'm uh, 12 years old. I'm from Ali Gilboa and I really love playing guitar. Hi, I'm Jeanette. I'm 12 years old and I'm from Brooklyn. Hi, my name is Shirley. I live in Lakewood and I'm 11 years old. Hi, I'm Malti and I live in Edger and I'm 8 years old. Hey kids, welcome back to the next episode of the Incredible Kids Podcast. My name is Moritz Siri, and I will be your host through this incredible journey. We are going to meet many incredible kids. They are going to share with us their stories. Some of them super cool and different like you've never heard before. And some you may say are just ordinary, but all of them incredible. If you have great ideas, email me today at ikidspodcast at gmail.com. And now it's time for Incredible Kids. It's time for the joke of the day! Yay! Today's joke is brought to you by Esther, Sari, and Lily from Waterbury, Connecticut. Why Why did did the banana banana go to the the doctor? doctor? Because it wasn't peeling well. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody, and welcome back to a very, very important, exciting and thought-provoking episode of the Incredible Kids Podcast. I'm so happy to be doing this right now. We are in a very difficult time, and I gave a lot of thought to how I want to continue right now with Incredible Kids Podcast while there's, you know, a war in Eretz Israel, and it's really a war for everybody to be a part of. Even if we are not, Baruch Hashem, in the part where it might be the scariest, we all have a tremendous power as Am Yisrael to unite, to have achdas, look out for each other here, and of course, always thinking about our brothers and sisters in Israel who need our tfilos, who want to know that we care. And this episode is going to show the world how much we do care. We are doing such an incredible job at uniting, caring about each other, and feeling a tremendous amount of pride that we get to be Jews. We have a special responsibility as Yidin. We have so many responsibilities, but first and foremost, we are going to feel that we have the biggest gift in the entire world to be a Yid, period. And it's not enough for me to tell you. I'm going to let five different superstar kids tell you. I specifically chose kids from five totally different Jewish communities. We call it like culturally different. We have with us Noam, who lives on a kibbutz in Israel, kibbutz Malay Gilboa. We have with us Jeanette, who is part of the Syrian Sephardi community in Brooklyn, New York. We have with us Sholi, who is part of the Hasidish community in Lakewood, New Jersey. We have with us Malki, who is from Edgeware in London, England. And we have with us Ahuva, who is from a beautiful family of Balichuva parents that lives in Baltimore, Maryland. And each of these kids literally knocked my socks off. You know what I mean? Like literally. Like I was so inspired from interviewing each and every one of them in a totally different way. And I can't wait to share these conversations with all of you. I want to give a special shout out to our sponsors this week. Our sponsors, Devora and Yoni Adler and family. As a special zechus for a complete refuah shalema for Uriel Ben Sapora, who is somebody that I personally know. And may he have a complete refuah shalema. I love his family to pieces. And um, 
And thank you, The Adlers, for sponsoring. And we have a new partnership that I cannot wait to tell you about called The Tiny Gem. And you're going to hear a little bit more about them later. They have an online jewelry store that I can't wait to tell you all about soon. On the topic of achdas and on the topic of feeling pride and a sense of, wow, I am so lucky that I am part of Am Yisrael, we asked our listeners, what makes you proud to be a part of Am Yisrael, the Jewish people? Here's what they had to say. Hi, my name is Mary and I'm 10 years old. I'm proud to be part of Am Yisrael because we are all one and always there for each other's back. Also, we never have to be afraid because Hashem is always with us. Hi, it's Ardena. I'm nine years old. I'm proud to be a Jew because I have the opportunity to daven every day and do 613 mitzvahs like everyone else around the world. Hi, my name is Evie. I'm four years old. I like to be a part of Amisra Elchai because, because that does a lot of mitzvahs. Hi, my name is Mimi. I'm nine years old, and I'm proud to be part of Am Yisrael because Hashem is always watching over us. I do Torah and Mitzvahs, and I'm proud to be a Yid and a child of Hashem. I'm Tamar. I am six years old. I'm proud to be a Jew because I get to keep Yantif and Shabbos. My name is Daniel. I'm seven years old, and what I'm proud of, of being part of Am Yisrael is that we're all united and we all look out for each other. Hi, my name is Esti, and I'm eight, and I'm proud to be part of the Jewish people because we get to keep Shabbos. Hi, I'm Yala, I'm eight years old. Every night at 6 o'clock p.m., I get together with all different Jewish kids all over the world to say to Helen, and I'm so proud to be part of this club and to be an Amishnah. When you walk into a base medrash, you see tons of people learning, even if, like, in in buses, sometimes you see a parked bus with a bus driver learning inside. In waiting rooms, a lot of the times, there's swarm for people to learn, and people just learn whenever they have a chance. It's very beautiful. My name is Bracha, and I'm 12 years old. What's so special about being a Jew is that the actors that us Jews have, and that is what's going to help us win this war. Hi, my name is Chaim, and I'm eight years old. And what's so great for being part of Am Yisrael Chai is that we have a Hashem and Taira Mitzvahs, and that will help us win this war with the Kindlach that brings Mashiach now, Am Yisrael Chai. Hello, my name is Tzvi. I'm eight years old. My reason is that when you say Bracha, Baruch Hashem Lekeinu, Lekeinu means our Hashem. Our Hashem takes care of us especially. So. Also, whenever I like travel around the world with my family or just by myself, when I see you, then I always know that I have someone in the family, and that's Kishmak. My name is Ayala. I'm five years old. What I'm proud of to do for Amir as well is to keep kosher, keep Shabbos, and keep Sneer. We all feel like one nation, so... Like, when Israel is in war right now, everyone comes to pitch it. Everyone's like, oh, how can I help? How can I do this? What can I do? Like, you know, and it really makes me feel proud to be part of the Jewish nation when everyone cares about each other. And I think it should stay that way. I'm a Jew and I'm proud and I sing it out loud Cause forever and ever that's what I'll be I'm a Jew and I'm proud and without a doubt I share me is always watching over me 
Wow, those messages were so awesome. And you guys at home, you should start thinking to yourself, what makes me proud to be a Jew? That's something that you could probably answer by the time you're finished listening to this episode. I want to give a big welcome to all our new podcast listeners who I've got to know through the Tehillim Army. All of the kids in the Tehillim Army who are joining at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time to join us with Tehillim and information about this could be found on IncredibleKids.org are gaining so many special zechasim. You're uniting, you're saying the words of Tehillim. This is something that I'm sure is making you feel so important and proud. Hashem is for sure feeling so proud of all of us and it is surely bringing us closer to Mashiach. So if you're new here and this is your first time listening to Incredible Kids Podcast, lucky you because you can go back and listen to like 25 previous episodes and have entertainment for the next few days. (laughs) But everybody else, I'm so glad to be putting this out for you and enjoy the next five conversations I had with five incredible kids. Noam, where exactly is Malay Gilboa, where you live? Malay Gilboa is settlement in Israel, up in the north, um, a very quiet place, up on a mountain with beautiful view and really small community. Beautiful. Were you born there? No, I was actually born in Jerusalem, and then I moved to Beit Shemesh, and then I moved to LA. That's how I know my English. Mm. And, um, and, uh, yeah, and then we moved here. Wow. My great aunt, her name is Aunt Maddie. And my Aunt Maddie told me that Noam is the spokesperson for the kibbutz unofficially. She told me that Noam knows everything there is to know about the kibbutz. I've been on your kibbutz a bunch of times before. And I saw the refet where you have cows. <laughs> It's amazing. So everything Noam's saying is 100% true. It is the most beautiful place. And I'm so happy you're here. Welcome. So today, the topic of this episode of Incredible Kids is talking to different types of kids, meaning that Jewish kids, like any Jew, come from different communities. My name is Daddy. Over the years, we all started out the same kind of, right? From Adam and then Noah and Avraham Avinu and then Yaakov and then all the Shvatim kind of, maybe that was the beginning of all our differences, right? And then at this point, we look at each other, we know we're both Jewish, but we all look so different on the outside. But at times like this, like what's going on in Israel and the world, we realize that really we all share the same goals. And we all serve Hashem together. You're my brother, my sister, my friend. Together we're Am We share one Torah, one nation, one dream. We are all the children of Hashem. So we're trying to work on our achdos to hopefully bring Mashiach and forget all the differences between us. So Noam, what do you have to say about achdos? I mean, Atlas is a really important thing uh, in these days. In Israel, actually, really brings the whole Israel together. Like, you see see a bunch before, before the war, like, people fighting in the streets. And all of a sudden, you see everyone together willing to help with whatever needed. I think that's, that's the most important part about Am Yisrael. I think that that is our thing as Jews, that we even... When we, we go through tough times, we will always be one nation and we'll always be um, one community, like a huge community that will always um, strengthen each other. Wow. This is what reminds us that we all are Jews. Wow. So beautiful. Noam, are you scared in Israel? Like, do you feel scared? 
I mean, I feel like I have Hashem that protects us. But yes, I think every kid in Israel feels a bit scared. Um, it's not, not easy to go through tons of, uh, as you say, like azakot. Sirens. Sirens. Mm-hmm. Um, we have tons of sirens. And my father personally went first thing on the 7th of October. He went on 8.30 in the morning. I gave him his phone. He's usually always with his phone, but um, I gave it to him because I knew what was happening. So I gave him the phone. He ran home, brought his stuff, and just went into the army without saying anything. Um, it was very hard. Yeah. Your father, is he was in Miluim, like he was a reserve soldier? He is. He actually mm-hmm. only came twice, uh, once for one hour and once for one Shabbos. Wow. Um, I didn't see him in a long, long time, and it's very, very difficult. Wow. Okay, so just to be clear, Noam was just telling us that his father right now is part of the Israeli army. He's in the Tzahal. And what what kind of unit is he in? Are you allowed to say? I'm not allowed to say exactly what he's in. I'm sorry. Shh. Top secret. He is doing a lot of dangerous stuff. That's a lot for anybody to really understand or think about all the time. But being that it's your Abba, being that it's your father, I'm sure that that comes with its own, you know, feelings and everything. How do you feel about your father being there? I'm so proud of him. There is no doubt. And I know that in the end of the day, Hashem is protecting him. And he's doing like the most, I'm so proud of him that like, can't even say it in words. Like, I think. Every kid whose father is in the army is both scared for him and so proud of him that he can't put it in words. I hope your father hears this. He's going to, I mean, you just made me start to cry. I I hope your father knows how lucky he is to have a son like you, Noam. Um, Noam, are you going to be a chayal when you grow up? I mean, us, you know, Mirza Shamashiach will be here, but. Oh, for sure. I'm going to serve the country. I'm going to let the, those terrorists know who they're going against. I'm Israel. So what are you doing now to fight? What are you doing now since you're only 12 and you can't be in the army? I mean, now we started yeshiva, but before we even started school, um, I was going to every place I could to help. I was helping people on the kibbutz, out of the kibbutz. I went to like near Haifa and helped people with chaklaut. Um, we have to send you back to LA for a little bit to learn a little more English. Exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. You're doing amazing. Uh, farm. Like I, I helped mm. them with the farm because... It's very hard these days because everyone is in the army and it's very hard to keep the farm going. So I helped tons of farms near Haifa. Wow. And I went to lots of things and I made food for all the for all the moms in the kibbutz. You're helping with the cooking? Yes, yes. Wow, um, Noam, that is amazing. You know, I'm trying I'm trying to So now you start so now you started yeshiva, you said school started again. Yeah, I mean, I learn three days a week, and I get up every morning at 5.45 a.m. Whoa. And yeah. That's mad early. Yeah. Unbelievable. Do you feel like you're learning in yeshiva, and you're davening in yeshiva, and, in, and outside of yeshiva, is doing so much for your father and his fellow soldiers? I think that maybe 
when we dive in, we don't really feel it. We try to tell ourselves we feel it. But really, we're doing so much. Feels can help so much that we don't even know how much that is. Only Hashem knows. And I really try to do every day Perak of Tehillim. And I'm really, um, how do you say like? Say it in Hebrew. Like, Mildid. Okay, that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell everyone I know to say to him. There's a lot to daven for, and you know it because you're like an ambassador of Hashem. You're like going around telling people, say to him, say to him, because you know that there's a real reason that we need this right now, right? You feel it. Right, and also you you actually feel it. I personally, I, I go to Yeshiva and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm having fun here with friends, like, you know, playing playing soccer. And then, like, people there don't know what's going to happen with their lives. It's hard. It's hard to think about it. Yeah. That's but why I'm happy that- to hear that you're still playing soccer because it's also important. That's what your father probably wants for you. He wants all of you to keep living your life and do the things that make you happy, but also never forgetting to dive in and to... To keep everyone in mind, right? Right, because I think that's what the terrorist wants. The terrorist wants us to be afraid, us to not go to school, us to stop our lives. But we're not going to let them. We're, we're going to tell them, hey, look, you guys are punishing us, but we're, we're standing strong. Wow. We're doing things. We're, we're trying to help our, we're trying to help our Amisrael. And uh, that's what, that's what I think is, Again, so much encouraging me um, to, to go through this time. Wow, Noam, you're awesome. Okay, so a couple questions that I want to ask you that I'm asking a bunch of different kids. The first question is, if I saw you, Noam, what do you look like? How do I know when I see you that you're a Yid, that you're a Jew? Um, exceptionally my pace. I actually <laughs> have a very long pace. I think that I actually most is me to go around with the keeper. I really 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 try to go with tzitzis even though it's really not not fun sometimes and you know it gets wet and you know it gets hot but you know you know i'm a jew because i go around and i'm not afraid to tell it you know like i have some of my friends that like you know i don't know if hide it but like take the keep off and put it in their pocket and you know i just keep it on i have clips on especially for that and um i think that's that's what represents me wow Beautiful answer. You live on a kibbutz and you have more of like a colorful life than some of us here. I feel like you have the most beautiful, colorful, interesting life right now. What are some of your family's like favorite minhagim or things that you do in your family as a yid, as a Jew? I mean, uh, Shabbos, we actually, we actually really, really tried to, to sing songs. Ev Shabbos and Shabbos, it loads the spirit with much more ruach and it gives us much more, it gets us much more excited for Shabbos. You know, we're, we're a family of musicians and I think that all of my family like can sing, can, can do stuff with music. And I think that's what also represents us as Jews that like we sing and do stuff, um, for our, um, you know. Wow. Do you use it for your nation to strengthen yourselves? Yeah. The power of music. That's beautiful. How does being a Jew make you feel every day? It makes me feel proud, but still a bit scared because I'm actually in Eretz Israel and I actually hear about all those things. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel kind of scared, but I'm overcoming it. I'm telling myself that I'm so proud of being a Jew and I will never get 
give up this privilege to be a Jew. It's so, it's so special to have all these men hugging. Like people think all the Torah says is no, no, no. But actually, if you look deeper, who gives us a day of rest? You know, Shabbos. Who gives us the min hug to ask stuff, tefillah? It's just crazy. We're crazy lucky. We are. Beautiful. Is there a specific experience that you remember experiencing like a wave of achdos with different types of Jews? Actually, yes. In our kibbutz, I don't know if you know, there's lots of different times, tons of, of Jews, and we all gather around. And on the day of 7th of October, as my dad left, everyone knew what's happening already. And so everyone wanted to help. Everyone was, was going to the head of, uh, head of the community and asking, Hey, can we help out this? Can we help out this? Who needs, who needs this? Who needs this? And I think that's, that's what shows us again and again as Am Israel that we know how to help each other at bad times. And I'm really hoping it should stay for good times also. Amen. We go on. Yes, we go on. There is nothing we can overcome. We need to take all the lessons that we're learning from now and all the achtas and all of the midot tovot that we're seeing, and we need to use it in our real lives when Merz Hashem, things turn back to normal. How could we get kids to understand and respect Jews that might look different than us and have different customs than us on the outside. You know, for example, if one kid, you know, in a very Haredi school, very like religious school, sees a kid in a more Tzioni school, more modern, whatever, I'm just making up terminologies, but like, how can we get kids to just like see them as a fellow Yid? Like what advice could you give? That's a very interesting question. It actually happened to me. Like people, people like my friends now, used to laugh at me because I had pace because I was encouraging them to, to do tefillah and to put on tzitzis and that stuff. I think we all need to understand that, like I said before, we have a privilege to be in this nation. And if we're in this nation, it's something in Achdus that none other nation can have. When I feel like laughing at somebody, I just tell myself, wait, I know what it feels like. But even if you don't, just think about it. You're different, let's say, from another person. That doesn't mean that you should be mean to them. You should be gross to them. It just means that Hashem taught us the mind and we all believe in Hashem. There is Fardi, Ashkenazi, but it doesn't matter. We're all one, one community, one huge community. So I think it's very wrong. Um, that people laugh at kids and do terrible stuff. I really encourage people to treat your other friends like your your own, like your own friends. Wow, Noam, that was so beautifully said. Okay, and then my last question to you is, if you could invite any Jew that's alive today or from Jewish history, any Jew in all time to your Shabbos table to experience Noam's Shabbos table, who would you invite? Good think for a second. Whew, wow. Um, I mean, probably Avram. Avram Avinu. I'm actually named after him, Noam Avram. Mm. Uh, I think Avram had a very special personality to treat everyone like there is. And even if they would come go to his house, he would invite them and let them eat, and let them drink and let them sleep. And I think that's what we all need right now. And in general, to treat our own fellow Jews like fellow Jews. Father of a nation.
damnation, your soul is alive. Avram. And I really want to see Avram talk to him for a minute, you know, like, you know, hello, how's it going? <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, Avram would be. Great choice. Can't argue with Avram, right? <laughs> No. Noam, it was the greatest pleasure in the world having you on this program today. This interview was Mashu. <laughs> right? Is that what you say in Israel? Mashu, Mashu. Mashu, Mashu. Exactly. That's like, that means like something special, right? It's inspiring to hear from you. You are so full of belief and Amuna and Hashem. We're all davening here. I just want to tell you, I don't know if you know this, but um, Incredible Kids hosts a Tehillim for Israel every single night for the last four and a half weeks already. We had thousands of kids every single night joining at six o'clock p.m. American time. You're Hopefully you're sleeping by then. They come together and we say to Hillam every night together. We know the tefillahs of kids are the most pure and the most innocent. And when they're said to collectively as a group, a bunch of kids together saying to Hillam, we can't imagine the impact it's having on the spot, right? And also, of course, in Shemayim, and it's making a ruckus. And you should know that we're thinking of all of the Chayalim, we're thinking of those who are fighting, those who, God forbid, got injured. We're thinking of people that need to be reunited with their families again. And we're doing this, and we're not stopping. Bazrat Hashem, we're not stopping until we hear that there's um, good news. I, so, I really appreciate it in the name of uh, all the kids in, in Eretz Israel. I actually did a donation video and there was tons of families who who donated and did from their money to air to Israel. Thank you so, so much. I saw your video. It was from your kibbutz, right? So you yes. were trying to raise money because your kibbutz needs to have better shmirah, better security, right? Yes. We all know that we need to make sure that we have gates and fences and this and that, but Hashem is is really in control. And I'm, I'm sure Noam Hashem is very, very proud of you. He's proud of your amuna. He's proud of your bitachon. He's proud of your pride, right? All of that. Really and your tefillos. Yeah. Okay. Sending lots of love to Israel and to your family. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. We'll be right back to the next conversation after a short break from our sponsor. Hi, everyone. Are you on the hunt for the most fabulous presents for the most incredible kids out there? Look no further than the Tiny Gem, the online store that's about to make your gift-giving game sparkle like never before. It's almost Hanukkah, and their selection of jewelry for kids will make everyone ooh and ah. They have gorgeous options from jewelry for newborns through teenage years and literally something for every occasion. So Hanukkah soon and that makes a lot of sense. But baby presents, you'll make those babies so much cuter. Bas mitzvah girls, they have really mature and more sophisticated jewelry. And the part that's so amazing is that all of their earrings, every single one they sell, are hyperallergenic and made from surgical steel for all of those super, super sensitive skin people out there. Oh, and I must mention that there is never shipping fees within the United States. Always, always free shipping. And if you head to thetinygem.com, we have a secret code just for our listeners. It's incredible with a K and you get 10% off of your purchase. So if it's Hanukkah, a baby present, a bas mitzvah present, 
a birthday present, or just because, head to thetinygem.com and you will be the coolest gift giver around. All right, kids, I mean, at least the girls, who here wants something from the tiny gem for Hanukkah present? Next time your bubby or somebody says to you, what do you want for Hanukkah? What are you going to say? The tiny gem. And now back to the program. Welcome, Jeanette. I'm so happy to have you here. You are one of our active members of the Tehillim Army. I invited you here because I'm looking for kids who can represent all of the different Jewish communities across the world. So welcome. Thank you. Jeanette, can you tell us a little bit about your family's Jewish background? Like, what could you tell me about your family and the way that you practice Yiddishkeit? Um, my father's a rabbi on Shabbat. He does kids' minyan, and I, like, help with the girls' minyan. So we gather a whole group of girls, and we all pray. We say kiddush, all the people who are bat mitzvah. They each take turns every week to say kiddush. Everyone says amen. We all say beracha, and we play games, and every Shabbat, it brings more girls and more girls because we have a lot of stuff that the kids like. We bring games, we buy toys. Um, That's amazing. Is this in your house or in your shul? No, in a shul. My Very nice. So what kind of shul do you go to? You're from a Sephardi family, right? My father comes from Syria. My mother's born in America. You know, now that there's so much of this kind of feeling of the guy I'm showing the way they feel about the Jews. We as Jews are reminding ourselves that we have something so important that we're standing for and we stick around. Hashem wants us here for a good reason. So how do you feel right now about being a Jew? Very happy because when you see Goyim doing crazy stuff and being crazy and not saying stuff that are nice and doing stuff that are wrong and then seeing the Jews that are praying and thanking Hashem and not screaming and fighting. So true. Even when the Jews are getting together and they're having like rallies and stuff, they're not yelling and screaming. They're uniting with, like you said, prayer, tefillah, song, and tehillim, and all the things that actually are going to help us get to our goal. That's amazing that you feel that happiness, um, even in a dark time. So, Jeanette, that's beautiful. So, if I saw you in the street, how would I know that you are a Jew? By seeing you, by seeing respect. Like, if I'm walking with my father to the store or coming out of the car or seeing somebody walking and they need help and you run to go help them. Mm. That's such a beautiful answer because you started by saying tniut, like by the way you dress, of course, because you're a bat Yisrael, you're right, you're a daughter of the king. But it's also more than that. It's also about the way you act, right? And the way that you act. Respecting your parents by running to go help somebody. Okay, so right now, the thing that we keep hearing, we hear a lot of things about, you know, the war and how people need to do different mitzvot. And one of the things that we keep saying is that we just have to have achdos. We just have to unite. So what do you have to say about that? Why is that so important for right now? Because then Hashem seeing that we all care and we don't want to just leave them to just fight and they're done, you're done. So we just want to unite all together. When you see a Jew that like, you know, you know is a Jew because 
that you can tell that they're a Jew, but they might be a different, let's say, type than you. Like we always say, you know, like, oh, they're not my type, right? So <laughs> you ever hear kids say that before? Because yeah, it's like, a normal yeah. thing. People say that yeah, all the time. Like, that girl's not my type. I don't like her because she's not that and not that and that she's not perfect. Right. Or like, let's say you go to a Sephardic school, right? And like, everybody's like a similar type. You have like certain language that you say a certain way and things and you eat certain foods and you wear certain clothes and then you see the community that's also maybe in Brooklyn, but they're like totally different than you. So how do you feel when you see them or how should we feel? They're the exact same. So I was the mother's helper um, in the summer upstate for this Ashkenaz family and they were eating these different foods of them and everything like that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be hosting out of it, even though I don't like Ashkenaz food because we like what kind of food. What kind of food did you think was weird that they were eating? They were eating like red chillin. It was like a little bit off to me. <laughs> what color is your chalent? I don't know even. But you don't even have chalent. You don't have chalent. We have chamin really. Don't you have like kibbe? No, that's like totally different. Yeah, that's totally different. <laughs> we have like they're basically, they're basically kibbe balls. There's like, it's like meat with rice. It's in a ball and there's like, um, I don't know if you know what makhshi is, eggplant and... Makhshi. I heard of yeah, it. Yeah, that. And we eat more sour stuff than them. So they everything they had was sweet. Mm. So I didn't want to say I didn't like it. So I'm like, you know what, let me just try it. I ate it and I still didn't like it. It was in my taste. Mm-hmm. I just waited. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to make everything like that. So I'm like, you know what, let me call my mother. And let me ask her what her recipe is for her chicken. Okay. So I made my own thing. I asked them where, where stuff I'll make myself. Like You probably didn't even have all your spices because even your spices are different. No. So it was paprika, salt, garlic powder, and onion powder, I think. Oh, okay. That's, but, that doesn't sound like so not Ashkenaz. No, it was like regular. It's, it's normal to us. Because we're more like meat people. Like we legit eat meat every night. <laughs> so I made it, but like I would have preferred my mother's food, but like I didn't want to make a whole big non-ice scene and tell them I don't like your food just because <laughs> you're Ashkenaz. Like, right, right, right. I mean, listen, there's plenty of people that are Ashkenaz that marry Sephardi people and then they have to somehow have a lot of these conversations. Right. It's not simple. Actually, my bubby, shout out to my bubby, my husband's grandmother. She got remarried recently to a big chacham. Maybe you know him, a Syrian chacham. His name is Chacham Ben Olil. I think that's my sister's friend's grandpa or something like that. Probably. He's like a big, big rabbi. He's the rabbi of Mikdash. All my cousins go there. You should ask him, does he know Chaim, Harry? For sure. He knows, all, he knows Chaim and Harry. He knows all of them. He's their rab- He's the rabbi there. Everyone knows him. My sister-in-law married someone who's Moroccan. And at the Shabbat Chatan, they call it, right? Like, we're used to Shabbat Shabbat And they have Shabbat Chatan, you know? So we went to the Shabbat Chatan and like, we Ashkenaz people, just to tell you, like, you know, you have your side of the story. We have our <laughs> side of the story. We're like looking around and we're like, what are we supposed to eat? <laughs> Everything oh, was like rando. And like we could not figure out what to eat. And like, so our grandfather, our new grandfather, we call him Uncle Chaim. I was like, could you tell me what that is? And he was like, he was being like the translator for us. He's like, okay, so this is like whatever. And like he was like teaching us all the Sparty foods. And then it was so nice that the Hassan's parents, even though 
they like don't eat Ashkenaz food. For all our family, they made us a challenge and potato kugel. <laughs> They're like, we have food for you. <laughs> so we were very grateful. They probably had like steak. And, like They did. They had a lot of good meat also. But all like the side dishes, we like could not. We're like, what is this? We couldn't figure out what it was. Oh, it was probably like makshi and if it was meat, then it was probably makshi and like all something like that. <laughs> it was a very good cultural experience for us you know it's good for everybody it's funny you're saying that because i'm just you know there's always like two sides so everyone yeah. everyone thinks the other person's food is weird but then you realize like you know we have so much in common um like you said with this fa- with this family that you hung out with in the summer yeah. what advice could you give to kids who have a hard time accepting that like you know it's hard for them they, they, they they're still a little uncomfortable when they see other kinds of yidin and they really accepting them and treating them so actually on a Shabbat night, we made somebody who didn't keep Shabbat in a very long time. And her parents are, um, I don't know how to say it. I forgot what it's called, but they turned into not religious and very religious. Mm-hmm. So that girl went off the Dada, whatever. And she, we made her keep a Shabbat without going on her phone not eating kosher and she kept the whole Shabbat and now like she asked last time to come back and she just came back to us two weeks ago. Wow. So special to hear how accepting people are of other people going through other towns. It was like my mother's work or something like that. Such good role models that you have. <laughs> um, let me ask you a question on the topic of Shabbat. By the way, if anyone didn't pick up on it, Jeanette says Shabbat, because that's how people in your community say Shabbos, right? <laughs> yeah. You're used to it. We're not. But like, you know, it's like when I say Shabbos, yeah, you're probably I, like laughing. Well, I was like, should I say Shabbos for you? or No, I, you should say Shabbat. Shabbat. Don't I was just like it. Shabbat. Like, no, it's like we all do our, our own thing. Forget like, and I was like, whatever, no. Shabbat. One thing I have to ask you is that, is it true that by Havdalah, you guys burst out laughing? Yeah. Can you explain that what happens there? Basically, so when my when my father looks into the glass of um, grape juice, mm-hmm. we all have to laugh. So we all just start laughing like crazy. We're all like ha 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 ha, and everyone's just laughing after they do. Does that. it is it like a real laugh or it's like forced? First, it's like ha 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 ha, and everyone really starts laughing after. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why? Do you know why? No, but. It's a good question. I have to ask my father. <laughs> he says a word and all of a sudden everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. And then everyone's like, just really like. That's so amazing. I love it. I love Sparty Manhagen. I love them. I feel like the more I hang out with You people, don't laugh? No, we don't laugh. No. <laughs> well, no, but I love it. Because like when Sparty people like make kiddush or like by their chuppah, like there's people shouting out random words like, l'chayim, shamayim. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's alive. Like yeah, Yiddish guide is just like alive. on. Like someone yeah. turned the on switch on them, you know? It's important. It's so important for us to be exposed to all of this different stuff because I have something to tell you. When Mashiach comes, we're all going to have to figure out a way to all really live together. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. If you could invite one person, either from Jewish history or, you know, from like long ago or alive right now, one world famous Jew, who would you want to invite to your Shabbat table? Shabbat's table. Ta-da. Sarah, why? Because everyone said that she's a princess and she had a heart of gold. A heart of gold. On her. You want to meet her? Yeah. So beautiful. Okay. You're on track to be just like her. So I'm not surprised that you chose her. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's a very good role model to have. Jeanette, if you could teach the whole world a lesson about what it means to be a Jew, what would you say? And what will you say right now? Being a Jew is a present and it's a gift from Hashem to be a Jew. 
So whoever is one. That was such a beautiful answer. Oh, well, keep cherishing that present and keep spreading your simcha, your joy, your light. And you're an incredible kid. Preteen, preteen. <laughs> you were awesome. Hi, Sholi. My name is Moritziri. Can you tell us about your family? Because you're from a Jewish family. What kind of Jewish family are you from? And where did they come from? I'm a Jewish family. I come from Hungary. Hungary. Okay. That's a country in Europe. Right. Sholi, if I saw you, how could I tell that you're a Yid? What do you look like? I have little pies. I wear a couple. I have long chests. Beautiful. A couple is like a yarmulke? Yeah. What does it look like? It's big and it's black velvet. Your friends in your school, do they all look the same? Yeah. When you see another Jew that is maybe not Hasidish, or maybe they have a different background, how does that make you feel? I feel like that's a little different. Because you definitely look different, right? Yeah. We may all look different, yet inside we're much the same. Different faces, different names. Can we still share joy and pain? But was there ever a time that you realized that maybe you weren't so different? She doesn't seem a lot of times. So when you go to Shul, then you realize that you have the same davening. I was once on the Danish shield. They also davening very same as us. In a modern shield? Yeah. How did you say modern? What was the word? Modern. Modern. Okay, you taught me something new. <laughs> Even if you were in a shul that wasn't Hasidish, you realize that they say the same tefillah as you. Right. Did it sound differently when they were talking and davening? Like, did they say it with a different havure? Yeah. Did that make you laugh a little bit? A little bit from the tefillah. From somehow you realize there was the same words. Right. That's beautiful. Why do you think it's so important for Jewish people to have achdas? Like, especially now, like, there's a lot of, like, crazy stuff happening in the world. Why do you think it's important for Jewish people to appreciate each other, even if they're different? Do you ever think about that? Yeah. Why do we have to have achdas? Like, why is that important? Because we always think about one, one b'shefesh all together. All the down to one b'shefesh. You're saying all the Jews are davening to the same Hashem. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we look like, how we do the things we do. Do you have any ideas of how we could help other kids like understand this message of like respecting other Jews, even if they're not the same as us? How could we like treat them nicely and and remember to love them? Not making away when they're talking, they're different. We shouldn't make fun of them, you said? Yeah. What about like staring? Should we stare at someone that looks different? No. But what should we do? Like, we know what we shouldn't do. We know we shouldn't make fun. We know we shouldn't stare. But, like, what can we do instead next time we see a yid that might look different than us? What can we do to show that we care? Be their friend. Or just smile. Say good Shabbos. Even if you're just passing them on the street. Yeah. What does being a yid mean to you? How does it make you feel every day? (laughs) That I'm not crazy like all the guys. And therefore... How do you feel? So you're not crazy. You know you're different. So then how do you feel? Special. Mm-hmm. It's a special feeling to be different. You have a special job. Imagine you could invite one famous 
Jewish person. It could be someone that's alive now or someone from the Torah, for someone from history to your Shabbos table. Who would you invite and why? I'm from Vini. Wow. Why? Because he was the first of the others. Of the others. Is he your favorite? Yeah. Because he always stuck in guests. Do you like that mitzvah of Hachnasas Orchem? Yeah. Well, I give you a bracha that you should grow up to be like Avram Avini. Or like I would say, Avram Avinu. But again, doesn't matter how we say it, right? He's all of our father. He's all of our fathers, right? Right. If you could teach the whole world one important lesson about being a Jew, being a Yid, what would it be? Agnes. Beautiful. You shouldn't look at what they're looking. You should look at what they're doing. All the different types of people, not looking at how they look and all this type of thing. Look at them doing the same, same Bashefer as you and doing the same stuff as you. Gorgeous, gorgeous answer. Doesn't matter what they look like on the outside. It matters what they're doing, right? If they're an Evet Hashem, they're serving the Bashefer, they're serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then they're a Yid just like you. Right. Sholi, it was such a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you so much. I'm going to be thinking about your lessons for a long time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Malki, can you tell us about your family's Jewish background? Like, what, what kind of family do you come from? My father comes from Scotland, but they moved because there wasn't enough, enough of Kahina there. They moved to Manchester where there'll be a lot of Vietnam. I don't know anyone from Scotland. And my mother's great-grandmother comes from Russia, but they lived in Edgware for three generations. Wow, that's a long time. Where is Edgware? Is that near yeah. London? Yeah. Is it part of London? Yeah. Okay, so it's like a neighborhood. It's like a neighborhood in London? Yeah. And London is in what country? England. Ding, ding, ding. You got it right. <laughs> <laughs> if I saw you and I saw you in the street or I saw you with your family, how would I know that you're Jewish? What do you look like? Because we wear couple and tzitzis and we are you wear You wear tzitzis? No, my brothers <laughs> wear, and my father and my brother wear couple and tzitzis and me and my mother and my sisters wear dresses that are below our knees so that it's near us. Mm. So Malki, how do you feel knowing that you're a Yid? How does it make you feel? It makes me feel like special because I'm like one big family. Yeah. Um, is there any time that you feel that way more than a different time? Like, is there any situation where you're like, wow, it's so special to be a Jew? When, like, all my cousins, like, most of my cousins come for, like, a ki- an occasion. When the like, family gets together? Yeah. Tell me some of, like, your family's, like, Jewish, like, minhagim. Like, what do you do in your family that might be different than other families? Do you have anything that you do that's special? On Rosh Hashanah, then, we set that um, food in, like, all different places. And the children bring their crafts and the Valtoras, and they set it up by their place. And also on Pesach, then, my mother, she puts for all the girls their jewelry in their places so that they'll get a surprise. And on Hanukkah, we do, like, a theme for each day. So, like, once we did, like... Um, for Shishas, you made Barishas. For the first day, we did like balloons that lit up, and then we like 
did like all different pet things that were lightened up and then for like on my sixth day we had the, like a Shabbos meal even though it was Thursday. That's so silly. <laughs> wow. It sounds like your family has this very special way of making each Yandif something that you'll always remember with like a happy feeling. Is that true? It's really fun as well. Wow. But it sounds like every Yantif is like a whole experience in your house. Can yeah. I come for Yantif? Sounds like so much fun. <laughs> Hanukkah's yeah. coming up. Those are some good ideas to make like a family theme for Hanukkah. That's really fun. Malki, I'm sure you know that like in Eretz Yisrael, there's like a lot of people that are in danger and um, there's a big need for us all to dive in. And people keep saying that kids should dive in. And also we need to have achdos. What do, you, do you know what achdos is? Yeah, that like we should all work together. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's the thing that people are saying? Like, why are people encouraging each other to have achdos? Like, why is that so important right now? Because that the base of Mekdash was destroyed of sin afchenam. So when we, we Hashem's looking out for achdos, that we can bring Mashiach again. Well, explain sin afchenam. What is that? The base of Mekdash was destroyed because everyone was like fighting and no one was making shalom when they made the fight. Mm-hmm. And now the opposite would be to care about each other, to love each other, and to feel like we're connected. What would you tell a kid who you were trying to encourage to feel this way? Like, what message could you give to other kids about how important it is to to unite and love each other? Nah, you could just, like, say hello and, like, smile at them or tell them a compliment or something. Mm-hmm. And... Also, that when you do something like little, it can change someone's day very much. Because, like, even if you do, like, a little smile, you don't know how that person's day was. So let's say I was having a really bad day, then you could just change the day really happy. Wow. So you don't know the impact. You don't know. Like, for you, it's just a smile. But for them, the smile could be the difference of their entire world. Do you do that to people? Is that something that you're focusing on, smiling? Yeah, I always try. That's beautiful. Do you have a story to share of a time where you felt connected to a Jew that wasn't necessarily your style? Yeah, when I went the first time to my cousins in Eretz Yisrael, then they looked different and they sound different. Um, they were like all different to me. So I found it really hard to make friends with them, but I managed at the end to make friends with them. Wow. Was there something that you said at the end when you realized that really they weren't so different? Yeah, like now we're like even closer than we were than before because we're like seven. One time we got together with our family and our family, also our cousins, we have a lot of different types of cousins. And at the end, you know, one of the kids said, wow, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> like, they're so normal, right? Like, we're all we're all the same. Like, once you... Like all kids like to play games, all kids. And, and that's on a surface level. But then like on a deeper level, like a Yiddish level, like we all are doing mitzvot. We all keep Torah. We all serve Hashem. We're all brothers and sisters, even if we look different on the outside. Malki, let me ask you a question. If you could invite one Jewish person from all of Jewish history or even a Jew that's a- around today and that one person can come to your Shabbos table, who would you invite? Rebchaim Kanievsky. Whoa. <laughs> because he 
he was learning all day and he was very special and also because one of the things he liked doing is being after us and he never turned away anyone who gave a bracha and he always invited people in his house even if they looked different on the outside. Wow, how do you know all that? For my brothers. That's so nice. It's so important to learn from our gedolim, right? From the great people and try to be like them. Do you know the bracha he used to give everybody? When people came to Rav Chaim Kanievsky and they said that they want a bracha, he had a certain thing that he told most people. The bracha of Should I tell you what it was? Bracha vehatzacha. And then at one point, I think it got shortened to buha. You know about buha? And it's like a shorter version of it. But that's all that's important. If you have bracha, if you have blessing from Hashem, and you have hatzlacha, and you have success, then everything is included in bracha vehatzacha. So that's what Rav Chaim Kanievsky told many, 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 many people of all, like you said, every type of yid that came. If you could teach the whole world one important lesson about how geschmack it is to be a Jew, what's your one lesson to leave us off with? That I feel really special that I'm like, we're all together, like, and we're not like one individual person, we're like a whole family, like together. That's right. I love it. We could say that message again and again and again. We are all family, especially now. And let's always remember that, right? Yeah. There you have it. Malky from Edgeware. How's my accent? Good. (laughs) I tried talking talking in an English accent. (laughs) Mark was practicing her American accent all day. <laughs> you were practicing your American accent because I was practicing my English accent. And then I just decided to be regular because when I tried my English accent, everyone said that I sound like I'm Mary Poppins or something. <laughs> I'm practically perfect in every way. <laughs> Thank you for coming and joining us. We should hear good things really soon from all the Kinderlach. Amen. Thank you. Ayahuva, can you tell us about what kind of Jewish your family is and like what they do? Family does like they light candles and they keep like the real mitzvahs of Shabbos. Like they don't do muksa things. But my the rest of my family does it the different way that they do do muksa things. But they still light Shabbos candles. Hmm. Your family, like you and your parents and your siblings, are Shomer Shabbos, but the rest of your family, like your parents' parents and their families, are different than you. Yeah. Me and my parents also do, like, they do sometimes, me and my brother, like, we go around the table and go play in the middle. But sometimes my father asks because I bring home a Parsha bind up from school. And then I tell, I tell some of the Parsha, and then my father asks me Parsha questions. So you keep Shabbos really well, because you answer tons of Parsha questions. Yeah. That's beautiful. How do you celebrate Yantif with your family? We do, like, special things, and we get lots of candy. Spring goes down earlier, and so we get to stay up. But mm. I get to stay older. I get to stay up longer because my brother, because my brother is younger than me. I Are you the oldest? oldest? Yes. So you and your brother get to stay up because now Shabbos and Yantif starts much earlier. Yeah. In summertime, I don't. Maybe when you're bigger, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I never said. <laughs> your mother is really smart. How does being a Jew make you feel, Ahuva? Why? Because, because we get to do lots of mitzvahs. 
What does it feel like after you do a mitzvah? I feel like I want the mitzvah that should be right now. But sometimes I forget. You forget what? That I should be mitzvah because something. Yeah, my brother usually is very nice, but sometimes he's very weird and noisy. Mm, I know how that could be. And he asks me random questions. Yeah. Ahuva, why do you think it's important? You know, there's like a war going on in Israel now and things are like a little scary. So like, why do you think it's so important for all different kinds of Jews, even if we look differently, you know, if we look different from each other, why is it important for us to have achdos, where we all care about each other and love each other? The Jewish people in Israel could win. Hashem will help them if we do it. Achdos is when like one Jew looks at another Jew and he cares about him, even if they look different, even if they are from different backgrounds, right? Even if they're different types of Jews, maybe. Amsterdam, Disneyland, Tel Aviv. Oh, they're miles apart But when we light the candles on Sabbath Eve We share in the prayer in each one of our hearts Deep down we know we're the same, so how is that going to help us? Hashem sees us trying to do a mitzvah, he'll find a way to help us That's beautiful, you said when Hashem sees us finding a way to do a mitzvah And being, you know, caring about another yid, he's going to come and do that for us Yeah, he's going to help us do a mitzvah how do you know that? Because my mother told me. Wow. Yeah, I asked cool. lots of questions about the Parsha because I love learning about the Parsha. Mm. Look what happens when you ask questions. It expands you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you sound like a very smart kid. Like, how can you explain to other kids why it's important to love every kind of Jew? Can you tell other kids why it's so important? Yeah. It sounds like... When someone looks different and like they don't look the same as you and you don't think like they like, you don't like how they look, but you should still treat them nicely because they still have a neshama and they're still special to Hashem. Mm. Every Jew, no matter how you look, Hashem loves them. Wow. That's so beautiful, Ahuva. Imagine you can invite one famous Jewish person who's alive or somebody from history, like from the Parsha, to your family's Shabbos table. Who would you invite and why? My class is a mother and one of them was, um, she lived in Baltimore, but then she passed away, but she was very nice to us. And she's the one that you would want to come to your Shabbos table? That's so nice, Ahuva. Okay, one last question. Ahuva, if you could teach the whole world one lesson about being a Jew, what would you tell them? I'm a proud Jew because when we do mitzvahs, Hashem brings, we come closer to him and the big mitzvahs to come. Wow, Ahuva. How old did you say you were again? Six years old. And at six years old, you have such beautiful amuna. I go to a school. One time I even taught my mother and father something that I learned at school. No way. What did you teach them? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Whatever. I'm sure you teach things to people all the time. If you can give a message to people in Israel who are suffering, what would you say? Try to do lots of mitzvahs and then Hashem will help you. Ahuva, you rock! You did a great job. I'm so excited to put you on Incredible Kids. Are you excited? Okay, bye! And now it's time for homework! Oh, come on, not that kind. As we near the end of this program, I'm going to give you a little taste of what I think we can take away from this. 
And that's in the homework segment right here. And that's the point of homework, really. All homework, right? All homework is to take what we learned and put it into practice. How can we act upon all the lessons we just heard? I've been thinking about these lessons after recording with these kids in the last few days. And truthfully, there are so many things to take out of it. And you do what works for you. But I'm going to suggest that we all take a moment to think about people that we see all the time that we can reach out to and try our hardest the next time we encounter them, even though they outwardly on the outside look different than us, maybe they have a different color skin, maybe they have a different accent, maybe they daven differently than you, maybe they have a different yarmulke, let's think about and make a plan for how we're going to treat them next time we see them. You know, we talked about not staring at people, but we can do more than that. We can do more than not staring. How about a Shalom Aleichem? Or, hey, what's up, how are you? Or just a smile. Just a smile, like Malki said. And that could really change the way that they feel, but it will also change something within ourselves. And this will be the beginning toward greeting Mashiach when we all can come together with all our beautiful, colorful backgrounds and unite as one big Am Yisrael. I can't wait to see you all joining on the Tehillim Army. Or if you're in a different time zone, feel free to watch the recordings and pretend you're with us. And your Tefilos then will hopefully be part of that Klal Tefilos. On IncredibleKids.org, you can find out all the information you need. Have a beautiful day, everybody, and an incredible week. Bye. Are you an incredible kid? Send your story to iKidsPodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe today to the Incredible Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening, and remember, you are all Incredible Kids!